from the banks of the mighty Murray and all across the Riverland. It's that time of the week, footy fans. Let's kick on. Every week, the team from the Murray Pioneer and Marks Up bring you all the discussion around the RFL season from a club near you. Coming up, we look at round two action and catch up with Barmer Monash's footy manager, Mark Henwood. And the man who has written himself into Riverland footy folklore, Wakery 450 gamer, Brooko. So sit back, whack on your headphones and grab your favourite beverage because we've got all the RFL action right here, ready to kick on. Last week's return to Riverland footy certainly gave us some unexpected results in round one. Premiership points were shared between Barham and Monash and Loxton North. And well, Loxton stunned us all, knocking off the reigning premiers in Renmark. I'm your host, Brennan Lyons, sports editor of the Murray Pioneer, and I'm on a fact-finding mission in my first season of covering Riverland football. And joining me is a familiar face to, to Riverland football from Mark's Up, Nick Dillon. You're listening to the Kick On podcast, and it's that time of the week where we get to unwind on a Friday night, talk some footy over a quiet one or two, and uh, we're out at our first club visit on the Kick On's podcast, and we're down here at the Barmer Football Club, the home of the Roos at Lakeside Oval. So, uh, Dillo, let's kick on. Cheers, mate. Good stuff. Good to be here at the Barmer Club. Sure is, mate. And look, they're really turning turning it on for the centenary year, aren't they? They certainly are, mate. Obviously, they didn't get to um, go through with it in in 2020 with the COVID-affected season. And um, that was a real shame because they they put so much hard work into getting it and getting players back for it. And a lot of hard work went into it. And one of our guests later on, we'll we'll discuss that with him. But um, yeah, it's... It's hard for them now to go, okay, it's 2021, it's not the same. But at the same time, they're able to bring some good people back to their football club now, celebrate what's been a fantastic 100 years for the Barmer Monash Football Club. Um, you know, there's two clubs obviously merged, Barmer and Monash, so um, celebrating both of those histories. And uh, they've got the, the plaques here, mate, so I'm not sure if you've seen those. I have seen a little bit of promotion about it, but, yeah, what's the, what's the story behind it? Yeah, so I've only seen it on Facebook, but essentially anyone who's been involved with the the football club has a chance to get their name on a plaque with their deeds and accomplishments for, for the football club and, and go on the centenary wall, which I think is really exciting because that could be anyone from um, you know a Willis medalist, like uh, who's a recent one, like Stevie Burton, to you know somebody who's just been a, a, a lifelong supporter of the Barmer Manage Football Club um, can get their name up on the plaque. And I think that's really, really exciting and a great way to recognise everyone that's been at this football club, not just the players, but everyone on and off the field yeah it certainly is because you know retaining people back to the clubs and getting them to come back around uh from a year off look it's really really a positive thing to dig up hearing about these stories where people are coming back to clubs and clubs are open for business again Mm and like where we are tonight yeah you can hear probably in the background for all of our listeners uh we are actually in the the you know, the front bar, aren't we're we? in the front <laughs> <Yeah>. bar <laughs> of the Bar of Monash Football Club, and it truly is. It's a really unique setting for footy. Um, you know, behind us we've got the uh, the o- Lakeside Oval, mm-hmm. and just over our sh- uh, shoulder, spin yourself around 180 degrees. You've got the beautiful Lake Bonnie. You know, being able to watch a game of footy with the sun setting over the lake, I don't think there's too many settings like that in. Well, definitely not Riverland football, not state football at all I don't think. Yeah I agree and it's always been one of my favourite grounds to come to not just to to play at but also to to watch football because 
A, it's a great, great footy club, and they've got the obviously the big open windows here. You can watch from inside the club. If it's a bit colder, you can go outside and watch. And then obviously out the back, you've got the lake as well, and it's um, and it's always been a very welcoming football club too. So, um, well done to Barmer and on their centenary year. It's going to be a big one for them. Obviously, not just the A grade, but all the way through, um, and just celebrating the uh, the little wins that have come along the way. Sure, and. Uh We'll be talking with uh, Mark Henwood a bit later about, well, some of the, uh, well, they didn't quite get the win. They got half a win, but yeah. they certainly made some big recruiting wins over the over the preseason. So, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up with Mark a little bit later about that. But, hey, mate, let's talk footy. Let's just get straight into it. Loxton knock, knocking off Renmark. Did you see it coming? Because I didn't. I didn't see the win against Renmark coming, but I did say last week that I thought Loxton was going to be the one to challenge the top two. Um, just looking th- across their side, they had a lot of depth and um, Dylan Millard comes into that side, Will Gucci comes into the side, a lot of those blokes coming back in. And I thought, well, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Loxton. Um, to knock Remark off in, in round one, it, it just couldn't have been scripted any better for the Tigers. And that's that's fantastic for them. And, and not just for the Loxton Footy Club, but for Riverland football in general. We mentioned last week that um, you know, they've won the flags in 96 and 2006 two flags in 25 years. It's pretty pretty lean pickings for, for a six-team competition, really. So mm. great to see them on the up. And uh, you know, I spoke, got the chance to speak to Trevor Thorpe from the Remar Football Club uh, today, and, and he, he sort of said that maybe p- potentially Remark might have you know, gone in with a bit of a you know, big, big head and thought they, you know, it was just going to be another win because you know they've had the wood over Loxton for a long time, Linesy, and um, you know um, it's certainly the wake up call they need, and that's what Trev said anyway. So um, I think it's just, I think it's fantastic. It's really set the tone for what's going to be an exciting season. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, their first win since round nine, 2015. It's a long time. That's isn't a it? long between time drinks. between drinks, isn't it? And yeah. that, that factor that they've uh, got. Dylan Millard, and you know we're here at Barmer Monash. He's skipped over the other side of the river there. That's a, it's a massive talking point actually in Riverland footy. And I went out to Loxton training on Tuesday night uh, just to go out there, meet the fellas, and tell you what, he's a pretty smooth operator out there. Those boys were they they were. You know, they were in their ranks and they look fully committed to their training track, mate, I've got to say. Yeah, and, and Mick's, um, he's, he's not going to be a ranter and raver as a coach. He's just going to, he's pretty calm and measured, I think. And um, you know, as, as, a, as a footballer, he was, he was very very much the same. So um, they've got a great get in, in Dylan Millard. But it's not just him, you know, it's across the board. You know, the club's been doing a lot of work over the years. You know, their juniors for a long time weren't scoring a goal or a point um, for a long time, Linesy. So to have that improvement across all the grades, and now we're starting to see some of the reward in the senior grades, which is which is really good. So mm, yeah. yeah, and uh, you said last week uh, you're pretty confident they could challenge for the top two. Is that you still? Kind of oh, following that. Well, after yeah, well, I think the odds definitely shortened after yeah. round one. That's for sure. I wish I put a little bit of money on it. There might have been a few bookmakers around the Riverland I could have got that on with. But right. uh, yeah, I wish I'd put some money on that. But yeah, no, well, they are the one. But you know, who knows what's going to happen from here until round round fifteen? Could be one of the other three three clubs as well yeah. pushing up the challenge. And you know, who knows what's going to happen with Remark as well? Maybe. Potentially they're not as strong as we thought, or maybe it's just a lapse. We'll, we'll soon find out. Yeah. Well, a uh, source I spoke to during the week uh, who had a listen to the podcast, uh, which is great to hear that people are having a listen and engaging, uh, reached out to me and said, uh, could you remind uh, Nick Dillon that Loxton North have not missed the final since 2011. So he's pretty keen that they're going to be challenging for that top two spot. Well, that's uh, that's a good point. Loxton North over the years have 
you know, they've just probably batted um, you know, above the average. It's quite often with North, it's they haven't gone out and got the big recruits. Um, you know, they've just looked to, to their locals quite often, and, and they've got the job done. And uh, you know, obviously North are a very, very proud football club. I can. I'm just trying to think of who might have uh, might have mentioned now. The name Robbo comes to mind. <laughs> You're laughing, so I'm presuming it might have been him. <laughs> uh, I'll say you're cold at this stage. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no very good. No, excellent. <laughs> so, mate, uh, let's. Uh, so it was a big round one. Uh, coming off the back of that, um, let's have a look at uh, where our awards are sitting. So we'll go with the marks up award. Yep. Uh, yeah, how's the MVP shaping up? Well, so, yeah, we've got the three of them, the Riverland MVP, which we do have a new sponsor for. We, we won't announce it today. We might announce it next week. But, uh, yeah, very exciting that we've got a sponsor for that. So that's a um, fantastic, uh, really good award. Um, but, uh, yeah, the main ones that got the uh, the votes on the weekend, uh, I think uh, Will Gucci from Loxton polled, polled the full vote. So he's got the five from both coaches. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty remarkable effort. First game back at the footy club, so well done to Will. Will and uh, Brendan Moon as well from, from Wakery on his four-goal performance down there. Um, you saw that game, I believe, and he had a fair bit of it. And uh, yeah, So those, those two have uh, taken the early lead in that one. Mm, absolutely. I've got to agree with you that uh, Brendan Moon has, uh, yeah, he's uh, featured in the Murray Pioneer Writers Award there with a with a five voter as well. So It's a good name too, isn't it? It is. Moon. Moon. I like it. Yep. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a pretty cool first name as well, I must well, say. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So the, the other two awards, obviously we've got the uh, independent MVP, which is sponsored by Hoops Auto and Four Wheel Drive in Remmark. Um, get, get in there to get your uh, all your auto supplies and, and uh, maintenance and, and things like that, and repairs. So, um, and uh, Bradley Walkley was the only ten vote polar there from Stan Canberra. He played against my mob Cobby, um, and uh, yeah, both myself and, and Chris Eaton thought he was clearly best of field. Um, did a lot of stuff in the clinches, but got a lot of the footy on the outside and was very damaging. So well done to Bradley. And uh, in, in the female competition, Dear Lila have come on board as a sponsor there. So that's that's great. The girls absolutely love that. They love that store. So um, yeah, fantastic. They're supporting women's footy. And Caitlin Ratcliffe from Remark polled 10 votes in that one. So um, good to see that, uh, yeah, we've got some good sponsors there supporting Riverland footy. Yeah, excellent. And uh, the Remark girls had a massive win as well. <laughs> they did, which I think was a bit un- unexpected. Not this, well, Maybe not unexpected, but they, I think they only named a handful of girls when they announced their team on Thursday night. So they, were, they might have been struggling to drum up a side, but clearly they've got some quality in there. So Excellent, excellent. Oh, well, we go over to the Murray Pioneers Writers Award, which is uh, one of the longest standing uh, footy awards uh, in country football, uh, presented by the Murray Pioneer every year from all of our writers. It's all in the title, isn't it? So... Uh, yeah, much like the uh, the Marks Up Award, uh, we got Brendan Moon, got a uh, five voter for his effort against um, Barry there. Also another one, uh, Jack Agostino uh, polled uh, a big five as well. And, uh, well, I've got to say it's an emotional five. Mm. Uh, coming back uh, to his home club that he played all his junior football with, got named best on ground, kicked three goals, and the day they... The club and the netballers uh, got behind uh, the passing of his sister Charlotte. So, look, a massive shout out to uh, to Jack there, and uh, well done, mate. Just take my hat off to you for that Absolutely. one. Absolutely, yep. And well done to everyone for getting behind it as well. So, 
and Michael Scott as well, pod, pod five. Yeah, Michael Scott from uh, from Loxton North. Uh, Lockie Winnell uh, was our man uh, on the ground there. Um, so he rated uh, Michael's game and uh, Ben Drogamuller as well uh, rated him quite highly with a four. Uh, I gave Ryan Shaw four votes. Uh, he was basically... It, he was the spark in the engine room uh, when Wakery were looking to get started there because yeah. Berry really were they were winning the contest but they just weren't converting in that early stage mm-hmm. and once Ryan got his hands on the ball started making opportunities uh, with with his other fe- the um, his comrades there uh, that's when Wakery got firing and it it was everything I've heard about what Wakery are like. Yeah. And <laughs> Being, probably what Ryan Shaw is like as well. He's a class act and uh, he's, he's a very exciting player to watch. I think he won the um, best Murray Pioneer best on ground in the grand final maybe five years ago, a little while ago now as a young fella. Yeah, very good footballer, Ryan Shaw. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, Will Gushy was on our uh, radar as well. Uh, from all reports, it was... Uh, yeah, a, a really good comeback game, wasn't it? You know, and uh, it, it was a really heated six minutes there uh, towards the end. Scores were levelled, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, uh, his goal in the end um, helped put uh, yeah put the Tigers ahead and got it done. So yeah, well done to Will out yep, there. Yep. We probably should touch on Michael Scott very briefly there as well with Locks of North got the five. Um, I believe he pl- went down to the River Murray Football League last year, and, and um, so he actually played last year. I think for. Uh, potentially for Maipo, Maipo Longa. Um, so obviously, yeah, he's had that year of football. He's come in, he's ready to go, and that's fantastic. He's a really, really good footballer, Michael Scott. So well done, Michael. So prob- And probably the other thing that was a really big news out of that Wakery-Berry game, I'm not sure if, if you were sort of aware, because I think it happened late-ish in the game, but uh, Scotty Mumford came off with, with an injury, which... He kicked the four goals and was, you know, he, he was very, very fit and in good shape. But he's um, come off the ground with a leg injury, and by the sounds of it, it's an Achilles, and it looks like he might be out for the season. That's what I'm hearing anyway. So that's obviously terrible news for for Mummy and the Wakery Footy Club. Um, you know, he was prime for this year, and you know, it was a really big, big uh, get for for the Magpies, replacing Daniel Noves, and um, you know, it was going to be exciting to have him back in the football league. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it's not that bad, and they might get him back in yeah well our fingers are crossed uh, because it really was a bit of a clinic he put on <laughs> in yeah. that third quarter there and uh yeah it took like uh, yeah the narrative to the game is it took a while for wakery to get going but he was one of the key guys once that midfield found him that was that they couldn't miss basically yeah. in that in that third term so yeah uh i remember the, the, the contest just as he was uh coming coming up the field and uh, he got pushed wide of the contest and he just came off balance and it's one of those things that happens in slow motion you see it and you feel it just as Probably not what he was feeling. No, but Achilles, Achilles injuries are, you know, I've never had one, but I mean, I've had injuries, but not a proper proper tear or a snap of Achilles. And you know, they say it's like being being shot at first and then and then the, the sort of pain goes away. Um, but you just got, you got no strength in your foot. You can't, you can't put any weight on it. And, you know, fingers crossed for him um, that he'll be back sooner, sooner than later because I think he's a, was a really good addition to the Riverland Football League this year, someone who brings some excitement and, and some wow factor to, to the Riverland footy. So, yeah, our uh, fingers are crossed. Yeah, they certainly are. And uh, if you are tuning in out there, uh, Scott, all the best, mate. We hope to see you out there. A positive, if you can take it out of that, is uh, once uh, 
Scott left the field. I'll tell you what, it did not take long for Wakery to fill that yep. void, mate. They had nine different goal kickers and, uh, you know, that they'll hold up. Yeah. And Brendan Moon's, I think, one, one of his mates and uh, come along with Mummy to the club this year and, um, yeah, you saw him firsthand, and everything I'm hearing is he's he's just a class act as well. So, mm. um, you know, they're hanging around, and um, I think that's uh, he's definitely going to be a player to watch this year, and, and potentially a, a, a real oh, not, not even the Smoky for the Willis. Now he might be one of the early favourites for the Willis Medal. Well, he certainly is. If, uh, if well, if our votes uh, from our our awards are any gauge, uh, I would think so. It's uh, it would be pretty hard for him not to catch the eye of the umpires as well as ours. Definitely. So, mate. Um, I'm starting to get a bit thirsty here, mate. So I think it might be your turn to get the next round, I think. No, that sounds good, mate. <laughs> That's it. So while you're doing that, uh, I'm going to uh, introduce our next guest. And, um, well, I think it's time for us to delve into some history. And this next fella is not only making history, but he's well and truly part of Riverland footy folklore. This weekend, Wakery's Brooke Hode lines up for his 450th senior game for the Magpies. Brooke is among only two Wakery players in the club's 113-year history to have won a premiership in every grade. It's an impressive list of stats, and I think we, we might get to that a bit later. But now, Dillo, in the meantime, I was at the club last night uh, for the team selections and caught up with Hody, um, who was very, very kind to speak to us ahead of his milestone game. Selections done and dusted, game 450 on the doorstep. Uh, how are you feeling about that one? Very excited, mate. Yep, got a big thanks to the coach for giving me a game. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, how many pre seasons is that? Uh, 26. 26, yeah. And uh, do they get easier? Do they get harder? Uh, never easy, never easy. Yeah, obviously, the last few years they get harder. So After spending time away uh, last year, uh, it's good to be back out there. On yeah, the park. yeah, very good, yeah. No, yep. Last year probably wasn't a good year to have off for me, actually, but yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, no, really good to be out there. Yeah, you're among two players for Wakery that have got a flag in 13s, 15s, 18s, A's, and B's. Yep. Uh, you're still hungry for another one? Oh, always, yeah, that's the reason why you play football, but I mean, I, I think my next one's a long way away, but nah, that's right. Yep. Keep dreaming. Now, we don't want to put the, the mockers on Saturday, talk too much about the game, but will you be uh, sharing the day with some family? Uh, not really, just a normal normal day for me, I think. Just yep. enjoy the day and, um, yeah, then next week's another week. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the big one is, what's kept you around the club for so long? Oh, I just like the training and getting fitness and the mateship and... Winning flags, so I've won a few. So yeah, I, was, uh, yeah. I hear they call it the, the football thing. factory down here. <laughs> yeah, we've had a good success in the um, yeah, yeah. last sort of three decades. So, and what do you think? Um, yeah, you know, the main contributors to that success. Oh, everyone's just keen to do the same thing. We all want to win premierships. So, yep. Yeah, we're cool. right from the start of the year, we talk about it, and then yeah. at the end of the year, we try and get them. Yeah, cool. And uh, what's a, a dip from 450 games? You know, some sometimes they might. Uh, blur into one another, but what's a, a special moment that sticks with you? A uh, special moment would be the first A-grade flag, like 2001. Yep. Beat a really good Barmer team. Um, obviously it was my first A-grade flag, so that meant a lot. Uh, I did have a good milestone in my 200th game on Anzac Day down at Wakery. Um, that was a big event. We, we've heard uh, anyone who comes up against Wakery faces some tough customers. Uh, who's probably the, the toughest that you've lined up as a teammate? Teammate? Yeah. Craig Griffiths, yeah, is very tough. Um, Shane Stevens, is bloody good on the balls. Um, 
I could keep going, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as tough, I think, we, yeah, we all try and sort of do it, but yep. there's obviously some people are better than others. Clinton Eustace is probably a bit of a standout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big art, and he was very strong at the contest, so. Yep, excellent. No yeah, worries. For sure. Cool. All right, well, uh, thanks for your time with that one, mate. Yeah, so that was my chat with uh, Brooke Hode there, uh, ahead of his uh, 450th game. Look, um, yeah, I didn't want to talk too much about the game with him because, uh, look, we don't, just don't want to put the mockers on it, you know. Like, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like he's carrying a lot of pressure on his shoulders for this one. He's taken it all in his stride, really. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's just a pretty, you know, he's a casual, simple you know, country bloke who just loves his footy. Um, one of the nicest guys getting around. And, you know, he's, um, he's just one of those blokes who just goes out there and gets the job done. And, uh, you know, from my time when I was in, in your role at the Pioneer, you know, he's always been uh, you know, more than willing to have a chat and um, just a, a really nice guy. So it's great to see him rack up 450. And is there a chance now that Hody could go on to play 500 games? He, he's fighting fit, I've got to tell you. Yeah. Like, uh, some of the boys uh, were telling me he hasn't missed a game through injury yet yeah right yeah so it's impressive you know especially for a big fella yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he had he carried the load in the ruck for them in the a grade for for a lot of years uh, particularly through the 2000s uh, when they were successful winning winning flags oh one three five and seven and eight i think i'm right there yeah. um he might not have played in all of those but he he certainly um you know he was a very dominant force in the ruck for for wakery for a long time so for him to not miss too many games through injury or any games through injury is is remarkable but I did hear from Shane Stevens that he did miss one game, though. Okay. Yeah, and that was because he went to the Warrnambool Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know, you're allowed a bit of downtime every now and then. He's he's certainly earned a game off here or there uh, with Hody, so now good on him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's only uh, this puts him only second to Dale Lelman from Renmark, who notched 457. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if Dale's still kicking around. I spoke to him the other day, actually. I don't think he's playing, but, you know, with Remark's B-grade numbers, he's probably not required this year. Years gone past, he might have been playing. So Hody's a good chance to go past him there. And um, all of the pretty well all at the one club, too, which is – I don't think he's played elsewhere, has he? No, no. no it's all at Wakery? No, all at Wakery, yeah. all Riverland-based games. So which real clubman. A lo- really loyal clubman. So hopefully yeah. he goes on to play 500. It might take him another three or four years, but yeah. – uh, <laughs> How old's he now? Uh, I'm. I, I don't know to be honest, well, mate. He'd yeah. have to be in his forties, and uh, yeah. yeah, so he might be in his fifties by the time he finishes yeah. up. <laughs> but more than capable, that's for sure. Yeah, I mentioned uh, just before the interview that uh, we'll, we'll steer clear of his stats, I think, because they're just too long. But just to uh, just to name just a few, mm-hmm. um, he made his junior debut in 1988. Wow, and won a flag in his first year as a thirteen. So what's that? Thirty-three years ago. Yeah. Well, he he could be the the reason Wakery has not because they haven't missed a final series since then. I think it's eighty-eight or eighty-seven or eighty-nine. It's around that time. Brooke Hode could be the uh, the good luck charm it that's could led be. Wakery to thirty odd final series in a row. Yeah, maybe they just refused to let him go. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, while I was down there. At uh, Wakery uh, last night at football training, uh, they just opened the doors to us and their arms. They were they were great, uh, very receptive of uh, of uh, myself from the Murray Pioneer, and um, we actually I got in touch uh, with um, 
Miss Venning down there. What, what's Jackie that? Venning? Jackie Venning. Yep, club yeah, secretary. Yes, yeah. She gave me the tip about what was going on. So I said, oh, well, that, that, that'd make a great story. And uh, she said, well, actually, I'm just about to talk to a very, very well-renowned uh, footy statistician and footy writer. Um, and I'll, I'll get some stats off of him. So I said, okay, uh, who are you talking to by by some chance? He said, oh, a fella called Peter Lyons. Oh, Peter Lyons. Oh, plus, yes, he's a, a very well-known man across South Australia at the moment because footy players love him because he's just a compiler of all, all good stats. And this has piqued my interest because I share the same surname as this fella. There's not too many Lyonses around. Of course, yeah. And look, like I said at the top of the show, we're on a fact-finding mission here of Riverland football. So by the end of this season, I would like to, to find out a little bit more about Peter. Yeah, and I, I would love to talk footy with him at some stage. Well, I'll put you in contact with him. So just for your own background, Pete played um, a lot of footy out East Murray, Wunker Way um, back in the day. Um, I think he might have been involved... At, yeah, both. He was certainly involved at Wanka for a long time when I was coming through as a junior, um, and his son Brett also played at the football club. So, um, has a really strong connection, particularly with football out that way, Wanka, East Murray, you know, Mindry, all, all, all out that way. Um, and I think he might now umpire over on the Air Peninsula. He still umpires out there, and yeah, very good man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Peter was kind enough to. Uh help us out down at the um, Wakery Football Club last night and sent us a uh, pretty comprehensive text, I've got to say, yeah. of, um, yeah, of uh, that of Hody Stats and uh, A-grade uh, premiership player in 01, 03, 05, 07. That's close. I just added the 08. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, his B-grade uh, is was untarnished <laughs> from uh, 2010 to 2013. Yep. Uh, they'll flag each year. Uh, he's won a under 18 flag in 94 and under 18 uh, sorry under 15 flag in 91 and a 13s in 88 which uh, we believe is his uh, debut as a junior <laughs> right I, I think he, surely his nickname's going to be flags hode you know, it's got to be you don't there's some people that go through their whole career AFL players go through their whole career and, and don't win one and he's just doing it for fun yeah Absolutely, that's yeah, it. Good yeah, so good on him, and uh, uh, go out there and have a blinder, Hody, from 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 everyone in Riverland Footy, mate. Absolutely, yeah, have a great one. <laughs> so, mate, uh, look, um, where are we at now? <laughs> we didn't we didn't discuss the draw. We probably should discuss that. I know? think we should. Um, yeah, we didn't really touch much on the Barmer Locks and North game. Yeah. You know, Locks and North, by the sounds of it, had their chances to to win the game, and uh, you know, kicked a lot of points. Um, Barma Monash at the same time probably had a reasonable side on paper and probably had felt justified that they should win the game as well. So where that leaves those two clubs now, it's, it's an interesting position going going forward and probably not really knowing where they sit in the football landscape at the moment. But um, mm. yeah, it's always uh, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, kissing your your sister, isn't it? The old uh, the draw. It's um, yeah, it's just it's not much fun. You get to the end of the game and you go, well, no, it's just uh, not for me. No, not at all. It's uh, I've heard that analogy uh, come up a couple of times this week. And, yeah, it is a bit of an uncomfortable one. But, you know, does it kind of reflect that these are probably two very, very solid sides? And once they're unleashed on the other teams, uh, you know, how, how could that play out? Really? Well, we'll find out a fair bit more this week coming, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, around, by around two, three 
two or three, you sort of have a reasonable idea of, of what's going on with the, with the competition. So um, a couple of big games for those clubs this week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there were some other big games in the independence. Uh, now, uh, Dillo will go to the uh, Cobby and uh, Sedan Cambrai, mate. Um, probably one you might want to forget that just got away with you. But uh, just, uh, you know, your impartial view uh, just for the moment, uh, Sedan Cambrai, they still the premiership side they looked like from 2019? Yes, it's still a little bit hard to know. I mean, they lost a few, they've picked up a few. Um, you know, they were, they were very good. They were very tough, as always, on, on the weekend. Um, you know, there's a lot of stoppage footy where um, you know, both teams tackled really hard and stuck their tackles. Um, a lot of contested footy. But it was, it was a really exciting game as well. So um, we had our chances late in the game. We, we hit the front. Um, but unfortunately, you've got to be composed against a good quality side like Sedan Cambrai. And, and they were, and, and we failed to be. So um, they did well to get the win. And they've picked up a couple of good ones as well. With Bradley Walkley, who, who we spoke about earlier, um, you know, he sort of dominated the middle. And, the, and Wayne Batson up forward, we sort of quelled his influence midway through the game. But early on, he got, a, got quite a few goals. And... Older fella, but he moves around really, really nicely. So he's a, he's a really good addition for them. So I think I think they'll definitely be around the mark against there in Cambrai, and, and that, that's fantastic for the comp. Yeah, and then uh, we go from uh, BSR to Bar- Browns. Well, very different game indeed. Um, it, she was a blowout. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, one bloke's kicked uh, more goals than any other team in the independent competition so far, except his own team. Justin Anthony kicked was it fifteen or sixteen goals. Uh, so, sixteen goals, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so he's uh, he's done well, sixteen out of the thirty, and a, and a big win for the Redbacks, which we sort of said last week that we expect the Redbacks to to fire this year. You know, they've, they've recruited really well. They've got a fantastic coach in Paul Thomas, who's coached at a lot of clubs in Adelaide. Um, so great to see the Redbacks, you know, with a big win after a lot of lean years, a bit similar to to my mob. So. Yeah, and uh, the Ramco and Peringi game, um, probably a bit closer result than, than I was expecting. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. You look at the scores and um, you, know, you look at the, you can look at it two ways, I guess. The second quarter, um, you know, Ramco really pulled away and, and uh, ended up ended up winning, you know, reasonably comfortably. You know, even though the Swans scored four goals late, mm. so you go, well, it was ten goals to two at three quarter time is the last quarter an anomaly or do you look at the second quarter and say that's the anomaly there and um, you know that's other than that really uh, Peringa matched it with, with Ramco other than that, I think it was six goals all outside that second quarter so hard to know but uh, Ramco very tough team to beat particularly down there and uh, Peringa with a very young side so yeah um, interesting to see what happens this weekend with, with those two clubs and see where they where they come out all right, Lindsay, uh, might be your turn to line up the next round, mate. A bit of a cheers while, while you do that before cheers. you do that. Beautiful. And while you're doing that, mate, uh, I might introduce our next guest. He's a, he's a man of the Barmer Monash Football Club, um, the football manager or football operations man- manager, I believe. He, he's the, uh, the man that gets the job done around, around here at the, uh, at the lakeside. Um, he has his pulse on everything Riverland football and a, and a great man to boot. So welcome, Mark Chuka-Henwood, mate. Thanks for uh, inviting me on, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, great to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, mate, how you came to be involved with the Barmer Monash Football Club. The Henwood name is pretty synonymous with the club, isn't it? Yeah. Um, basically, we're probably... My grandfather was the president here back in the 80s, but before that he uh, played for Monash, one of the original Monash footballers. Mm-hmm. Um, when the club folded and amalgamated Barmer, he came across with a few of the legends and John Viney and the Fundak boys and that. And... Uh, We've been involved with the club ever since, so yeah, we've been. Um, I think we had 
Pop's uncle was involved in the original Barmer stuff a bit earlier, but I yeah, don't right. know too much about him. So, yeah. <laughs> That's something you're pretty proud of, I'd imagine. Yeah, it is. It's probably something that I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, with um, probably the main reason I'm involved with the club. Mm-hmm. I do. I absolutely love the joint, and um, it's probably just been something I've been brought up with um, to be proud of. So. Pop still sits me down every Sunday when I go and see him and tells you what I'm doing wrong and doing right at the club. So, <laughs> yep. so he forgets it's 2021 and not 18, 19, bloody 86 anymore. But yep. yeah, no, I love it. He's a great bloke, actually. He still comes down and sits in the pocket down here and has a 4X and yep. yeah, loves it. But that's what uh, clubs are built on, those those old supporters. Yeah. And, you know, without them, you know, the club doesn't tick over. So that's fantastic, mate. And, and back then it would have been the uh, the Pelicans, yeah. the red and yellow. Yeah. Different yep. time in, back then, too. Bit of a different time, and he still tells me stories of playing at Monash in the Oval near the near the playground there. And um, I think they were nearly the berry colours, I think. And oh, Monash was, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, he's told me a few times, but yeah, it's um, I think they were red and a, not quite the same navy blue, but a bit of a lighter blue, like a royal yeah. blue type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he's pretty proud of his Monash side of things. It's just footy changes, and he's pretty proud of where we're at now as a club. So yeah, yeah, excellent. And so your role, just to give people um, a bit of an idea of what you do with the football club, is it like a football manager type role or football yeah, coordinator? I've, I suppose in a sense, football operations manager. I sort of got thrown in the deep end. In I moved back in 2017 and tried to have a kick, and um, I sort of always liked the outside of footy I suppose or the the recruiting and mm-hmm. football management and just the inside runnings of a club more than anything and um, to be honest I struggle to get a kick in the beach when I come back so <laughs> I thought I was more valued to the club doing a bit off field so and um, before you know it I was on the board and got just got told yeah you're footy operation mate, <laughs> mate so go for it and um, yeah it's been a fair old learning curve but I'm yep. um, still a lot to learn but getting there slowly it's a big job isn't it because you know football clubs these days you know recruiting is a a big business and trying to get people into your football club and probably more importantly the right people how have you faced that challenge and and getting the right people to the barbara monash footy club for me i'm still learning to be quite honest um i've met we've all made mistakes before and it's just how you learn from that we keep moving forward but um i'm lucky now i've got a few senior heads in Jason Kosolke and Digger Wundy and Tyson Swanning and all those guys that you know they're still there to assist me when I need a bit of help and um, yeah just one step at a time I suppose but at the moment with where we've gone this year um, as you can tell you know we've only got realistically two non-locals playing for us now and mm-hmm. um, it's probably the most positive feeling we've had around the club in a very long, not, I shouldn't say a very long time, but for the last couple of years. Um, now I sat here in January stressing out about where we were at, I suppose, and Corey and Smithy the whole time said, no, mate, we're fine. Like, don't don't worry, stress about a thing. The, the locals that we've got back at the club now are absolutely pumped and they can't wait to play footy. And it was just sort of that, because I'm still learning and... Um, just took me that bit of time to realise that we are in a fantastic position as a club and now I'm pretty happy with it as a whole club, not just on-field but off-field, we're, we're in a great position. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and when you were talking about just then about how uh, 
yeah, kind of a little bit apprehensive coming into the season. The guys reassuring you that everything would turn out all right. And in the end, well, you signed Ben Fisher. So was that kind of a bit of uh, icing on the cake and a bit of uh, good positive reinforcement um, that, yeah, you are on the right yeah, track? Yeah, and Ben was a last-minute one, to be quite honest. He'd come down here for dinner one night and people just got in here. You want to come for a kick? Are you playing this year? And, you know, it's a whole centenary thing since he got sort of got thrown in the bin last year and got a, I think Kim Manning rang me and said, oh, Ben Fisher's just rang me for your number, wants to know if he can come for a kick and just sort of work from there and up coming in here for a beer and next thing you know, he's lined up, lined up next Saturday. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, And that's when you know you're sort of heading in the right direction when you've got guys like that ringing you to say, I want to come for a kick and he's been fantastic coming back to the club, just his leadership and... Um, the way, because we've got a few younger fellas and the, just the way he instructs and talks and, you know, he's played a lot of league footy and, yeah, he's fantastic to have around, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, so give us the scoop, mate. Will Sam played now that Benny's here. <laughs> uh, if you ask Blake Kosalki, he's been hot on Ben every time, being a Mad Saints fan, but yeah. <laughs> um, at this stage, not that I know of, but if anything, like Ben, and he, he, I might receive a random phone call at some stage, but uh, I think... Uh, Sam's uh, enjoying his retirement at the moment, having a hit on the golf course and, uh, yep. yeah, just being Sam. Well, I think the Berry boys are a little bit worried you might bring him out for Fisher Cup, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep that down for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what a coup that would be to uh, to get, get both the lads here, um, not just one. But um, uh, you mentioned your team team around you before, some yep. of those guys helping you out, and they've been yep. around the football club for a long time. But you've also got a new team at the top, now with yeah. um, obviously the passing of uh, Pete Morelli, yep. which is obviously very sad. A man who gave you know a lot, a hell of a lot to this yeah, football absolutely. club. Um, but now you've got obviously got Mike Alder who's taken yep. on the top job, and and uh, Darren Vanderwood's his uh, his two IC. So yep. how how would they fit in into the club now? It's it's been um, pretty good. Um, it's just been a massive learning curve for us not having Pete, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, as it's. Pete was just one of those guys that didn't matter what you needed done, um, he did it. And um, I suppose some of us just come, me included, just got a bit too reliant on him. Um, so it's been a pretty big wake-up call. But probably the last you know, month, couple months, the, the, us as a club have come a long way and Mike's starting to really find his feet. Um, he's a fantastic guy, always has a smile and um, always puts his hand up to help out, not just the inside of the club stuff, he was sitting on a barbecue and all that sort of stuff, he's great. So, um, and, and, and Vanny's fantastic leader as well. So um, we're in a good place and um, sad as it sounds, I'm the youngest on the board, but I'm now the longest standing at I think three or four years now. Yeah. So yeah, so we've had a bit of a turnover now and it's, I feel like we're in a new new era in a sense. So mm. yeah, and it probably goes back with our playing group as well and being in a new era. So. Yeah, yep. it's good. So yeah. that that, uh, that on-field stuff you spoke about before with you know, getting uh, locals back and, yep. and not necessarily going out and chasing the big-name recruits, is that something you look f looking to continue in the future and keep stick with the youth that you've got at the club and then just yeah. top it up where you need to not yeah, rather than going, going all out? Yeah, that'll definitely be the, the, the way we'll go now. Um, not to say we haven't wanted to go that way in the future, it's just... Um, I really feel with the position we're in, we've got a lot of good young guys that have moved back to the to the local area, and 
um, the amount they've put into this club has really shown that we can stand on our own two feet and not have to worry about that side of things. And um, yeah, another group we've got at the moment, they're bloody fantastic. So um, yeah, I can't say enough about them to be honest with you, the workload and um, putting their hands up for stuff outside of on-field and yeah, we're um, in a good place, I suppose, yeah. Excellent. And tell us a little bit about the about the team. Um, so you've got quite a few young guys in there. Um, I think Jamo Whitbourne made his debut last week and got the call up to Westies this yep. week, which is fantastic. Uh, Jack Sullivan yep. as well, um, coming in, in for tomorrow's game. Um, tell me some about some of these new guys and young guys that you've got in the side. So um, Jamo's uh, been one of those... He's shown, shown a fair bit of talent as he's gone on and he just keeps improving. Um, obviously he's at Westies this week and um, he's moved down to town actually. He's living down there and um, we've supported him through that because you know, you've got to support your lads that want to go down and have a real crack at it. And um, yeah, he's got a lot of, we'd love to have him home obviously, but um, and if, he, if the time comes where he's going to come home permanently, well, um, it would be fantastic because we really think he's uh, an elite footballer in a sense. Um, personally, I don't know what position he'd play because he's, he's just can play anywhere yeah. at the moment at his young age. So He's a good young leader as well, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's right. So, and, um, Jack Sully's another one. Um, he's, he's grown so much in, in height and size the last couple of years. And, um, He's just a big utility, and he, he could become a midfielder at the same time. It's just that I think it's that basketball side of him too. Um, just yeah, he's just got some talent, that kid. So and he's he got a bit of leadership about him too. And I think he's down at West. He's a bit with his basketball, and yeah, yeah, no, he's got a great family around him as well. So does Jamo. Um, Dave is a pretty famous bloke around here. I was so. say that. <laughs> Jamo, obviously the son yeah, of so Dave those Woodborn, two. Kids, those two. Um, Definitely a massive future in their footy. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple other lads we're hoping might um, be able to debut this year. We've got some young Joe Ricketts um, <laughs> with his curly hair running around, but he's a good yeah. kid. Um, bit of a winger, half forward sort of guy. Um, young Blakey Kosalki, he's probably going to get his life membership before he turns 30 because he's done that much <laughs> with this joint. He certainly has. He's bloody 18. So, yeah, um, yeah he's a tough defender. Um, straight lines, he's a great kid, so yep. yeah, he'll probably be here tonight somewhere walking gla- picking glasses up somewhere, but yeah, no, good kid. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and female footy is obviously, obviously something the club has really um, adopted and, and, and run with, um, and we've got Paul Bones Butterworth coaching yeah. the side there, and with, with help from his lovely partner Lisa, um, yep. they've sort of been the big drivers of that, and, and the team's been pretty reasonably you know, successful yep. over that time. How important do you see that? Um, female football and, and how it fits into your football club it's something that we're gonna we're gonna continue to push um the, our girls have been fantastic they come around the club and do dinners and all that sort of stuff um and help around with barbecues and you know they're just like one of the the, the other grades i suppose that they, they are part of this club and um it's something we're going to continually push and bring more more girls into it and um yeah we, we love it um it'd be nice I suppose if we can get a um, different type style of fixture, so we can do our prezos all together and all that sort of stuff at some stage. Because yeah, you, I think sometimes you feel bad the girls are out here playing and you're doing your prezos and all that sort of stuff. But you know, they take that on the chin and they just want to be out there playing. So yeah. no, it's good. 
Yeah. Uh, the girls had the bye in round one. They get to uh, have their first game uh, this week. Have you had a chance to have a look at how they're going out the track? Uh, yeah, they've uh, been consistent with numbers. I think they shouldn't have too many issues filling aside, which is always a positive sign in where the women's league is at at the moment. Um, but yeah, they should be up and about. I'd say they've got a few young, talented girls out there. So um, there's a few that we, uh, I'd like to see playing still, but I think Netball and uh, what's it called? Anyway, one of those mad gym, not F45, but the other one in Barry. My cousin Amy Henwood, she's yeah. absolutely brilliant, but she wants to work out in the gym. So. <laughs> nah, <fair> right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit more work to be done yeah, in that I'll area. Yeah. <laughs> but now the girls will be right. And um, no, we're in the, they're in the same position as us as senior football and junior football. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll be a fantastically competitive side, but at the moment, all we want to see is everyone enjoying their footy and mm. coming back in the club the supporters and members everyone enjoying what they're doing um, and that's that's the main thing where, where we want to push for at the moment so excellent success will come after so that's yeah. it that's what it's all about isn't yeah. it yeah. and uh, any big club events coming up mate so we've got some um, this Saturday night bucket of cash which is always a pretty big night so uh, 50 bucks gets you a ticket and you get go on a draw for a bit of reverse draw I think a thousand bucks max prize, I'm not sure, but um, after that, then you get Hour of Power, we call it, with yep. uh, beers and ciders and wines and that. You can go as hard as you want for now, but um, responsible service of alcohol. But, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that, as we do here on Kick Ons. Right. I was going to say, the Kick Ons team might have to, we should come here and record it tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, you, you might hear, see some good, some fun interesting things I should say <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah so we'll have that and we always have our Bonnie ball and that later on the year but um, I haven't got the calendar in front of me so yeah. I can't remember what the date was <laughs> yeah and Vandy reached out to us at the Murray Pioneer for our club notes and the game plan uh, last week that there's a flight night coming up what's, yes. what's the story behind what's a flight night <laughs> so I'm still getting my head around it so when I go back to new people around the club um, Sam Butterworth's partner Hannah Borland's come on board um and she's got a few other the like, uh, partners, I should say, and um, involved in the club, and they run our social stuff, and they've been absolutely fantastic because it's just we've never had someone that's just strictly done that. Um, and uh, so flight nights, basically, from what I can tell, is you get on a pretend flight or something, I don't know, and then yeah. you go to a location and you have a dinner. So if you go to Mexico, there's tequila and. All that sort of stuff, Coronas, and you have tacos, and all that sort of stuff. Or if you go to Italy, it's wine and pasta and pizza yeah, just and something lasagna, like that. Yeah, yeah the works. Yep. So, but then you got to check in and like a lounge and yeah, get well. on a fake flight. No, that's what I take. Wow. Anyway, but yeah, it's all, it's an interesting <laughs> one. It's something we've never done, but sounds pretty involved. Of, but yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the the crew seem pretty keen on it anyway. So yeah, should be. Good fun. Something different anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like there's a bit of innovation going on there and uh, the club's become quite uh, social media friendly. We saw the prayers yeah. do a bit of a uh, piece to camera during the yep. week. So that was, uh, yeah, it was good to see some FaceTime there. We're uh, getting to the 21st century, I suppose. It's one of those things. We've got a uh, young man by the name of Caleb Dixon who's pretty good with all that stuff. And I was going to ask if it was the Glossop yeah, team. Does he, it look like their work? He um, is awesome. Like, we... You don't even ask him to do stuff. He just goes and... Because last Saturday, you might have seen some of the stuff going on our socials. Yeah. 
every quarter time break and we didn't ask him he was just sitting there taking photos of blokes off his phone and bang 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 and yep. yeah no, he's brilliant so very handy know. to have someone like yeah, that that's right. cool. mm. so, no he's good he's good good kid so excellent yeah all right mate well thanks for joining us um all the best for for tomorrow and also for the rest of the season um we hope it all goes well for you and hopefully yeah the uh, the recruiting side of thing doesn't give you too many gray hairs and uh, but i'm sure yeah, right. it sounds like you guys are really on on the right track you know yeah. getting, getting juniors and former locals back i, I think that's great to see yeah, mate so well done uh, we're in a good place mate and i'm looking forward to the year and the future ed so yeah no, no worries Excellent. Excellent. Cheers, cheers to that thanks right. for kicking on with us mate cheers. <laughs> So, Dillo, uh, we uh, better keep moving on uh, because we've got round two right on our doorstep here. So as much as uh, we'd love to uh, kick back here at the club and uh, enjoy the atmosphere of the mm -hmm. Barmer Monash Football Club, I think we better get the business about round two, mate. So Loxton Wakery, mate, this, uh, I'd, I'm i going to say it, match of the round. Oh, clearly, I think. And, uh, you know, what a way for Loxton to, to test themselves after the reigning Premier in round one beating that challenge or meeting that challenge and then to play against a powerhouse like Wakery in round two. They're going to know where they're at after this game and it's it's really exciting for, for them as a football club but also for Wakery too because you know they would have taken notice of, of what Loxton did on the weekend and um, you know that's a, it's a big challenge for them too so and without without big Scott Mumford so one thing I before we just quickly touch on the game one thing I'm really interested interested to see is will Wakery go chase another three-pointer now. If Mummy is out for the season, from, which from all reports he is, if Mummy is out for the season, do they go chase another three-pointer and whether that's a forward or another mid, it's an opportunity to explore things. I see Stephen Braun's named it uh, full forward for them tomorrow, so maybe they stick with Braun at full forward and just chase another need. Um, so it's not all doom and gloom. You know, there's a bit mm. of flexibility there now for them. Yeah, it certainly is. So, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they attack it because... Coming off that bit of a slow start, I, I think um, Shane Stevens will shake it out of them anyway. Mm. Uh, so I think they will hit the ground running. So I think the the contest uh, is really going to be around the mid here because I, I think that's that's Wakery's really really strong strong um, point there. Um, but yeah, then you, you throw in uh, Loxton's side uh, with uh, Will Gushy there in the middle as well, like. It's going to be an arm wrestle, I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, we spoke about Brendan Moon earlier. Um, you know, his four goals, he's, he's going to be a live wire for the club. And, um, you know, Loxon's going to have to put a little bit of work into him. Um, you know, we, we didn't mention uh, Lachlan Evans last week, and I, I probably was remiss to do that. He's another great get for the football club. And um, by all reports, had a, had a really good game last week. And, you know, with, like you mentioned, the midfield there, you know, Will Gucci, John Fisher, um, you know, Evans on the wing, he's named here this week. You've got, got a really experienced Ruckman and Craig Fisher. And then you got come up against Wakery's midfield with Tim Bevan, who's just played so much fantastic football for the club, a Willis medalist. You've got Ryan Shaw, who we spoke about uh, previously. Jake Spensley, who's just an out-and-out gun, um, and then Maddie Taylor comes into that side as, as a ruckman. Um, yeah, that's that's a really ding-dong battle. And I, I mean, I'm going to watch the uh, the Pringer Brownsville game on the weekend, yeah. and I'm sort of looking at this going, I'm going to the wrong place. <laughs> I need to be at this game. <laughs> I, th I think uh, yeah, Locks and Oval is going to be a wash with the uh, yellow and black this yep. weekend. I think yeah, the first first home game and. Um, we actually did a bit of a flashback in the game plan this week to 2001 uh, when Loxton uh, beat uh, the Magpies back then by 35 points, and it's a similar setup. They uh, they they came in. It's their second win um, mm -hmm. of the of the season for 2001. So there's a little bit of symmetry in that. 
Yeah. But, well, the, the symmetry that Wakery will like is 2001 Wakery went on to win the flag. Yeah. So <laughs> they'll be loving it. But I'm just looking at some of the names in this uh, flashback. Matty Schultz, um, an out-and-out gun for Loxon for a long time. Tommy Hyde, his son Noah is actually playing down Adelaide for, for Norwood in the, uh, I think, in the under-18s now, which is which is great to see. Um, you know, Steve Liebick, you know, there's some really, really prominent footballers. Adam Baker as well um, for Loxton. I think he played a bit of footy out of Brownsville as well. So that's um, that's fantastic. I love a good flashback, mate. So well done. Yeah, yeah, cool. I, that that was. Uh, you know, I couldn't leave that one out to be honest. Uh, once I got through the archives there, I thought, boom, there, there she is. Yeah, it's pretty handy. <laughs> all those archives in there at the Murray Pioneer. <laughs> and I think they might be doing the uh, the meat tray raffle or something they in the might background. Be. That's okay. We'll power on, mate. Either that, or they're uh, asking us to move on. But uh, perhaps <laughs> I'm not Last sure. Drinks. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we should probably move on to the next game, and, and it is a cracker. Berry and Locks of North. Um, Locks of North coming up to draw. Berry looking to bounce back from that big loss against Wakery. Um, you know, Locks of North, you know, they don't have the big name recruits that a lot of other clubs do, but they, they just find a way to win. And uh, they do it with their kids. You know, Will Schutz has come into that side after having you know, a really good, successful junior career with the Panthers and uh, was one of their best last week. And then you've got some, some guns around them. You know, Joel Worsfold, out and out, gun in the midfield. You know, mm. The way he goes about it is fantastic. Good to see Josh Voigt in the uh, best players last week for Loxton North as well. You know, he he uh, holds down a key position for them as well. And then on the other side, Berry, you know, they've got a really, really young side, but they're, they're exciting as well. Hugo Krieger um, you know, was in, in the best last week. Shay Hawkins comes across from Remark, does some good things. And I see uh, Clint Ridgeway comes back to the football club uh, as well. So it's great to see Ridgie back. He's a he's a premiership player back in 2010. Yeah, so there, there's plenty to like about Barry. And all right, it was a uh, pretty intimidating uh, loss uh, last week. But you know what? Like, there's it's yeah, look, there's still plenty to like about them. And I got to say, there's a few things that if they lined up right, um, especially Brody Thompson in the ruck, mm-hmm. uh, getting some uh, hit outs down to Luke Teasdale. Look, that they, they looked good. In that area, it was just getting forward and finding targets after that is where uh, things kind of fell apart because that first quarter, they were winning the game just on on possession, yep. basically, but they just weren't converting. So, look, I'm excited to see where they go. And a uh, big shout-out to Evan Penaluna, who played his first game uh, mm-hmm. for Berry. He was recruited from Epping West in Victoria. Yep. Uh, played in a premiership over there, but so it's come across to uh, Berry. And, uh, yeah, was among the best players in his first game there. So uh, Excellent. Yeah, so still lots of positives for Berry. Um, I, I hope they really uh, can start putting placing things in the right place in the right order now. So let's uh, move straight across to uh, Barmer, Monash and Renmark, mate. Look, uh, yeah, still a few unknowns about these sides, I reckon, going into this one. Definitely, mate. And Barmer and Monash are going to give themselves every chance here. And their side on paper is is certainly capable. Um, You know, we spoke with Chuka earlier about some of the guys I've got in the side. You know, Mason Middleton is a a force up forward. He kicked four goals last week. Um, The Remark defence will certainly have their hands full with him. Um, Sam Butterworth, um, just an out-and-out star for them as well. So, and and obviously big uh, Benny Fisher as well. So they've got some really good footballers in that side. And and Remark will be hurting from last week and and looking to bounce back. I say unknowns. Uh, Josh Vader's come back into the side. Um, off of a uh, off of an injury, um, 
I'm hearing maybe it might be a little bit early, but hey, who are we to say? Yeah, talking to Thorpe during uh, earlier today, he, he said that he's, he's trained well this week. So um, I think it was an ankle injury that he sustained playing cricket in the off season. So um, I know Vates, you know, he'd be he'd be pretty conservative, I think, and um, he would have done all, all the uh, the right thing, things to get himself right. So mm. um, he'll come back, and uh, that's a, that's a huge get. And then and then to, the other bonus is to have a young lad by the name of Lockie Lelman who's come back from Central District. He's yes. going to slot straight into the side. So. Yeah. Um, two very good ins. They'll, they'll miss Thorpey this week. He's um, he hurt his groin last week and coming back off that uh, long layoff with a knee injury mm. that he sustained and and missed the whole t- 2020 season as well. So, um, you know, and he missed that 2019 flag. So we wish him all the best and hopefully he can come back in soon. But some very good ins for the Remar Footy Club this yeah. week. And uh, one that's kind of snuck under our radar from last week, and it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds this week is. Uh, Drew Gallard, uh, ex-Westies uh, uh, reserves mm-hmm. player, comes into the side. Uh, he scored, I think, two, three goals last week. Um, so pretty handy in to have uh, in your, on coming off a half forward. He made it into Team of the Week as well. But, um, yeah, just one of those performances that it was crucial but just snuck under the radar there. So. Yeah, Drew's a very, very talented footballer, um, just a natural-looking footballer and um, you know, knows how to find the football and, and really good by foot as well. So, mm. um, you know, it's great to see that they're you know, going down that, that path of bringing back locals to their football club. You know, you look at most of the guys on their side and a bit similar to Barmer now as well. You know, most of the guys at Redmark either are from Redmark or have a, have a connection. And you've probably seen that across the board with most of the clubs this year, I think, um, which is what we need. We need to continue to develop the juniors and, and bring people back to the football club that have a connection here mm. um, so they stay here for the long term. So. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so let's uh, move across uh, to the Indies, mate. Uh, so we got uh, Paringa and Browns well up first. Uh, look, mate, I'd be erring on the side of Paringa um, going off of uh, Browns well from performance last week. But uh, look, mate, uh, what's what's your inside scoop on this? Oh, it's going to be it's going to be a cracking game, I think, because they've both got everything to play for. You know, they've both come off uh, big losses, and they want to bounce back. And, and Brownsville are a very proud football side. And you know, while we know of their their toils in the off season with with player numbers and retention and that sort of thing, um, you know, they they wouldn't be happy with a 150 point loss. Who would? So mm. um, I'm sure they'd they'd want to bounce back. And then Paringa on the other side of things lost by 10 goals to Ramco. Uh, wasn't even probably wasn't even that much at the end, only six or seven goals. So you know, you'd probably lean towards them, um, but it really could go either way. You know, I, I just like there's a couple of lads I'd like to pick out. You know, Zach Fran, I think he's going to help carry this Pringer side this year. He's an absolute beast in the ruck, and he's going to be going up against another beast in the ruck, Brian Hample. Now, Brian's won a couple of, of Duthie medals in the independent competition, so the ruck contest is going to be. Yeah, pivotal and uh, and fantastic to watch. I will be there and sinking a few tins, so I look forward to that one. Um, yeah, Hamish Sanford used to play for Brownswell. He's he's playing for Paringa now, so he'll be up against the guy who played a really good game last week in Troy Braun. And I've got to make a bit of a mention to my uh, uh, my brother-in-law uh, Adam Forbes, who's who hasn't played for a few years, but he's been named on the bench at this stage. Uh, I think he's come in for my actual brother uh, this week. So good to see the big Redadactyl back out there playing footy for the Swans. <laughs> Redadactyl sounds like there's a there's a whole story behind that one, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, we're probably not suitable <laughs> for radio. Very good. Well, it's a podcast, mate. We're 
we're, we're long form and anything could happen. That, but, that's true. Uh, you know, <laughs> let, 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 let's keep it clean. <laughs> we don't know who's going to download this podcast. Exactly so right. That's right. Let's not go wild here. Uh, we move, move across to uh, Wonka and BSR. Wonka coming off the buy from last week. So, uh, look, mate, is it an unknown quantity or, or do you think um, Wonka will put up a, a, a consistent yeah, we had a good look at uh, Wanker in the preseason. We played a, a trial match against them. Um, they've got a lot of good young kids who are fit and and run really well. Um, they've got definitely got some talent there. They brought so Tom Woods, the coach there, who previously coached at Paringa, he's brought his brother Jono across, and so Jono is going to line up in that forward line alongside possibly the greatest player to ever play independence in Shane Schultz. So that's a formidable forward line. So it's just a matter of getting the footy down to these guys. If they get it down there and the midfield get first use, then you know, one gives every chance. But BSR, like we like we mentioned earlier, mate, I think they are the real deal. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, they've got a bloke, I don't know how good a footballer he is, but there's a bloke by the name of El Hodge in, in the uh, in the side there. He's named it, <laughs> named across halfback. And uh, being a Hodgie fan I am, I'll, I'll be interested to see how he goes. But Dalton Gribble dominated for them last year, last week. He's, an, he's a young fella for them. And obviously the big fella, oh, no, well, not that big, Justin mm. Anthony, he's just a really good, talented footballer. He works hard up the ground. He pushes back as well, and, uh, and they're going to have to stop his influence somehow. Uh, the Bulldogs are certainly going to have the work cut out for him. And uh, look, uh, we touched on it last week. Um, uh, a story in the Murray Pioneer about uh, young Cody uh, Schultz, who uh, that's it, mate. It's a, it's a real deal. He's been named. So well done to the young lad. It's such a good story and good. I, I, I really love it. And, uh, you know, for someone to go through through all that sort of stuff is, you know, it's just horrendous to even think about. So for him to come back to the footy field is, is terrific. And just quickly, I, I just want to mention one of one of the guys at Covey as well, who um, he's played here at Barman Monash Football Club and, and been through a similar situation. Lincoln Hall, um, you know, he, he had a really tough battle with cancer and it looks like he's come out the other side all clear. And he played his first game for Covey on the weekend and played really well. So... Two stories of resilience and um, you know, cancer's cancer's a bastard. And, yeah, uh, these guys have have beaten it, so it's great to see. Yeah, excellent. That's that's great. Uh, good positive stories we like to hear. And uh, look, Dillo, um, look, mate, uh, we're all about kicking on, but you're having a bit of a feed as well tonight, mate. What, what's just rocked up here on our table? Well, uh, <laughs> I just had a look at the menu earlier, lines. In that, I'm a big ribs man, and uh, and from all reports, talking to the chook early, he said that the ribs and wings that they do here are, are top notch. So I've ordered some takeaway stuff to go, but uh, yeah, very much. I don't think it's going to get home. I'm going to be eating it on the way home. So. Well, <laughs> while you're gnawing on a rib, uh, <laughs> I'm going to move across to uh, Sedan Cambra and uh, Ramco, mate. So uh, do you think uh, Sedan Cambra is going to be uh, business as usual after last week? Well, it's, it's going to be a tough game for them, like, like it was for them last week. You know, we, we had a really tough contest with them, and Ramco, like we spoke about, are very, very um, hard footballers. Always a, a tough game, so it's going to be a really strong contested game. Um, whether they've got the class to come over the top, I'm not sure. Um, one thing I do know about Ramco is they'll ease their way into the season. They're not fit at the moment, but you know they get these guys out to training and get a bit of match fitness into them, and they'll come home strong. So, whether they've got the fitness to go with Sedan Cambray early, not sure. Um, Ash. Close plays his, I think it's his 400th game, or it's a, it's a big milestone for Ash, Ash Close down there. Um, so good on him. And I see another big veteran for them, Gary Gum, who played formerly up here with Mark Kingston back in the day. Um, he was still getting a kick last week as well. So um, good on those guys. 
Yeah, big game for Ramco. Um, if they can go two and zip, that, that's absolutely just sets up their season, and and likewise for Sedan Cambrai. So yeah, and uh, your bloke, she got the buy this week. Yes. So uh, mate, how are you going to be spending your weekend? Is it going to be well? You're kicking it off in style, mate, gnawing <laughs> on a rib. So <laughs> yeah, no. So I got the but uh, firstly the young fellas got Oz kicked tomorrow, so Oz kicks back at Remark, so that's really exciting, and that, a lot of those will kick off over the next week or so. So he's got his uh, first run at Oz kick tomorrow out at Remark, um, and then I'll. Head out to watch the uh, the Swans play the Bombers. My brother-in-law's um, got the wedding of the baby's head tomorrow, mate. So we'll have a few tins out there, and, and then kick on at the Red Dog Saloon at Pringer Hotel afterwards. I'm sure, mate. But yep. what about yourself, uh, mate? I'm going to be uh, out cracking the boot leather. Uh out at the Barmer Monash and Renmark game, so I may as well just set up camp here for the yeah, weekend. Mate, the, uh, the the hospitality here at the Barmer Monash Football Club has been absolutely tip top. So, mate, I, I reckon I'm going to uh, you know set up here and uh, spend uh, tomorrow afternoon watching uh, uh, what what I think is going to be a great game of footy. So, mate, I think uh, we better uh, wrap up our. Uh, our time kicking on here at the Barham and Monash Football Club. Uh, I think we timed our run quite well because uh, we did enjoy a few happy hour drinks there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got to strength, say, of course, drink responsibility. Absolutely, yep. that's uh, that's a key message here. So uh, we hope uh, everyone out there has a great weekend of footy, and uh, we look forward to kicking on with you next time. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Download this podcast on all your favourite digital platforms, and hear when the Murray Pioneer and Marks Up are coming to a club near you.